Uh, welcome back from the desk of low. For this episode, I have one of the forefathers of hip-hop. He's part of two legendary groups. Somebody who I listened to since I was a teenager, probably even before that. Um, he's, uh, he's very fire solo artist, too, and I'm going to ask him a few questions about that, too. I proudly introduce General Steele. Salute, salute. Good to be here. Thank you for the platform. And thank you for all the dope music that you've been putting out. I've just been been bumping Monumental with that joint with Tyler Woods. I love that song. Oh, man. Good thanks. <laughs> um, so, I see you're just getting off a, uh, a European tour, sir. I'm just wondering, um, how was that experience for you, sir? Um, well, it's, 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 always, it's always amazing. You know, like, you, you, you do your recording... And you do videos and interviews, but it's it's like, you know, when you step on that stage, it's the moment of truth, the triumphant moment that you was working up to. You know, so it's always um, liberating to uh, get on that stage and to see how people respond to it. For me, it's, it's like some spiritual, some spiritual event. I love it. And to be in Europe, that's a, you know, that was itself was like that. had a wonderful time out there too from your Instagram yeah so to me I probably would still be out there for, for a little bit longer you know so it's, it's always places that um, have been untouched you know we, we, we did a did a, uh, a few venues in Germany uh, we were France um, but then there's people going hey come to Barcelona come to Spain um, come to Portugal you know come to Greece come to uh, you know, Australia, so many different places that we haven't touched, and it's always like more to experience. So I look forward to that. You know, does it still blow your mind that you know that people are still like crossing board, like internationally, like that don't even speak the same language? You're bumping your music. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's definitely mind blowing. It's definitely mind blowing. Um, you know, um, but language is language is vast. You know, when you think about language and, and, and uh, you know, the English language itself, uh, a, lot, a big part of it comes from Latin, you know? And um, you think about uh, hip-hop, when you talk about slang, a lot of the slang comes from emotions, you know? A lot of the words that we use, a lot of the new words that are being put into uh, the lexicon even now um, define what we mean as the English dialogue. And I think that uh, hip-hop has breached some gaps with the different slang and, and, and the, the, the passion that's, that's hidden behind the words and the lyrics and stuff. So it's beautiful to see, man. You know? Is English your only language that you speak, sir? Unfortunately, yes. I, I know a little words in different languages, but not enough to, you know, to get me by. If it, if it helps, sir, I'm the same. I only probably know only the cuss words in certain languages. <laughs> You know, you spend you spend enough time in any one of these places, you pick up enough enough of the idioma to get around. I think. Um, so, when you go overseas, is it um, is it a different crowd when you go overseas, or is it just like pretty much the same as it is in the United States, sir? Because I I never been to both. I'm still in Canada. 
Well, I mean, I think like if you go to uh, certain spots in Germany, um, you know, like Zurich. Zurich is is, is mainly uh, Caucasian. You know, it's maybe a few black like faces sprinkled in there. Or if you go to certain spots in France, then you have a different mixture, mix up crowd. Um, you go to Spain, you're gonna have a mix up crowd. Like it, it varies. But um, what I do like is that the crowd has a variation of ages. I've seen kids as young as eight years old at a show with their parent, of course. Um, on their own, I've seen kids there like 14, 15 years old standing in the front of the stage and, and um, they're enjoying the, the songs just like they was there when The Shining first came out, which is 21, 20-something years ago, you know? So I, I, I think that um, seeing that reminds me of when I was listening to hip-hop and I was 13, 14 years old, and it's just refreshing to know that it's an open barrier when we're dealing with that. Just wondering, uh, who were you listening to when you were coming up, sir? Oh man, anything I can get my hands on. Um, Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, uh, Kumo D. I had an older uncle, so he was into Dougie Fresh, and he put me on the Google when Google first came out. Um, but I listened to everything, man. Big Daddy Kane, Get Fresh Crew, um, Juice Crew. Uh, Soul Sonic Force, uh, Rapid Delight, everything that was around rap at that age, I wanted to hear about it. Because, you know? like, I can't imagine being having music so accessible because I won't lie, when I was coming up, because um, I was born in 91, so I was a little bit spoiled coming up with the music because it was so easy mm -hmm. to access. And I'm just wondering, like, um, like, with everything, like, back then, like, how did you guys find everything? Was it all through magazine, or was it, like, some some of it through, like, video music box or something like that? Well, we was lucky enough to have, like, um, the radio stations were gems for us back then. But they didn't come on until, like, after 2 o'clock in the AM. Oh, you know, okay. um, one, I forget the name, I think his name was P-Nice or something like that used to come on 2 o'clock from 2 to 4 and just play hip-hop that you never heard before. It was all new stuff. The first time I heard Slick Rick was on one of those, uh, one of those late night sessions. Um, another, another group, uh, two of these two cats, uh, Teddy Ted, Teddy Ted, um, used to, um, the Awesome 2 used to play, like, late night, um, Wow, man, Steve, it used to be a lot of, not a lot, it used to be a handful of guys who were going super late, and sometimes from 2 to 6 o'clock, you might catch something on a Tuesday, you might catch something on a, um, a, a Friday night or a Saturday night, but I would have to buy cassette tapes, and um, I would put them in my, in, my, in my tape deck, and I would just record the shows until the tape ran out, because I would clearly go to sleep. On them, so I couldn't stay up that long, you know. Well, so, but then, the <laughs> but the next day I would go to school with all brand new music nobody heard before. So I was kind of like the cool guy with the, with the, with the new tunes. So it, it became like a hobby. So uh, when you when you start recording with those tapes too, like, do you still have a lot of those tapes to this day or no? Oh, absolutely not. I wish I did. <laughs> It'd be cool, but. 
it's always a, it's always a good thing to you know, have something from your past. I'm pretty sure you have a lot of things from back in the day that you still have. Yeah, I'm sort of a I'm sort of a, a hoarder. I have um I have quite a few things that I've accumulated from recording sessions. I have some cassettes where we was recording The Shining, um, the first album, and um, like this was before before we get CDs burnt. <laughs> I would I would record I would record I would request tapes of every version, you know. So I have some tapes where it's like. Ten versions of, of Crimson Hood check and like you know like why am I saving that I have no idea but I'm just like weird and quirky like that but I like to keep the stuff man but see, that, that was also one of my questions I was going to ask you, too. Like, do you listen to a lot of those old tapes from time to time just to, like, just for yourself that you don't plan on releasing? Just just so you can... I, I, I to, like... Man, I, 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 I've accumulated so much stuff. I, I rarely get to that stuff. But if I'm doing some swing cleaning, you know, I might break out the old tape deck and I'll throw some, I'll throw some old in there. I also have, you know, uh, over the... the uh, few few years ago, well, I don't know when it started, but guys are starting to really bring out, um, bring back take take uh, cassettes. I see that. So I've got a I've got a few cassettes from a few people, and it's kind of cool to kind of pop a cassette in there while you're doing, your, you know, cleaning out your basement, cleaning out your, you know, your your your, your um your old drawer, your old closets and stuff like that, and just listen to some to that old cracking sound. I think it's it's got something interesting about that. Nostalgic. You know, uh, one of the first cassettes, because I was young coming up, um, uh, one of the first cassettes I ever touched was the BDI Thug, one of my older cousins had. And I remember, oh, man. <laughs> I remember I wrecked a tape on that from that, and I remember you were so pissed about that. He's like, you know how hard that, that is to find in Canada? <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> I kind of wish that, you know, I kind of had a more sense of what was going on during that time. Because, like I said, like, when you guys came out, like, um, I just want to check out my phone. You, your first um, song you ever appeared on was Black Moon's first album, right? Yeah, Black Moon's first album. So, when you, like, was your name always General Steel? It was just Steel at first. Well, when would you say the general came in? Um, the general, that's kind of tricky. I think it came in maybe around album number three. Um, I was having moments where I was like, okay, still, um, I was going through moments where I wanted to change my name. Like, I think that I was going through, like, identity crisis, you know what I mean? Like, I want to put, start using my real name, but it's, maybe it's not cool enough. But I want to start being more, uh, getting into the real person as opposed to the artist who was Steel. And then I started seeing MC, uh, like, DJ Steel and uh, other guys using the name, so I'm like, man, what makes me different? Not the big guy, the tough guy, the most hardcore with the with the with the with the with the, with the silver teeth like jaws. I gotta. What would make me stand out? So I don't know. I started to um, use 
position of kind of like stepping up to the plate more. Um, I was already being called the general amongst the boot camp clique. So I figured, let me make it official. And I had to work for it because, you know, it's just, it's people be spelling my name wrong and it's just a pet peeve of mine. I can't stand that, you know, because if it ain't got to be at the end of the day, it's not me. It's somebody else or some other still or some other guy, you know, so it has to, it's all in a name where it has to be spelled appropriately in the meeting, um, for the meeting to, to, to manifest. So, and I had to, I had to switch it. That's right. I had to add on, I should say, you know. Was this like around time of America's Nightmare Part Two? You would say? Um, it started before then. It started before then because I was before we put out America's Nightmare Part Two. We put out Welcome to Bucktown. You know, and Bucktown, Welcome to Bucktown. Says, you know, I still use in General Steel. General Steel presents Welcome to Bucktown, but I started using it on different features and stuff like that. Like I started like kind of like breaking breaking the ice on different things. And then I started demanding that when people uh, give me the credit and they put generals, generals still there. And would you ever consider, because we live in a very interesting time, sir, would you ever consider adding a thorough installment to the series? Because I believe, like, now it would be the perfect time for that. <laughs> you know what? I, I had actually started working on a third one, but I'll call it 2.5. And this was a couple of years ago. This was before Trump was in office, you know, and um, I was toying around with the fact, but there was so much other things that was going on that I it just never manifested. Um, but yeah, you 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 are you own something right now will be an interesting time to to uh, put something like that into effect. Because like it's a lot, it's a lot of material right now. That's what I mean. Oh my like, goodness! That's what I mean about that. That's why I was like, that's why I always wanted to ask you since I found that album because like you got tracks on that album that I still bump to this day, like State of the Union, State of the Union, yeah, Patriot Games, Rebellious. Like I can go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks. Yeah, now nah, that's real stuff, man. Like those are real. Like at that time, I was, I was, I was. That's where my brain was at, a hundred percent. You know, I was fed up. You know, like right now, I'm watching the 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 uh, the uh, what's, your, what's the name of that movie? Wag the dog. It's almost like a big soap opera, but it's really going on. But you know what? I might work on that, man. A couple of other people been been trying to uh, push me to that, but um, you know, like right now, one of the most important things is pushing this um, Smith and Wesson, this Smith and Wesson album, and you know, substantiating some of the artists that I'm working with on my on my brand, Bucktown USA. So you know, with your brand too, Bucktown USA, I'm just wondering what what do you hope to accomplish with that brand, sir? Well, I would like to make it a household brand. I would like to be able to make it a, a, a gateway for some artists and producers to be able to continue to make uh good classic music. You know, people are gonna always um utilize music as a tool throughout their lives and I want to be successful and, and with with financial um, you know financial situation could be can be taken care of where we can invest back into the community into more um, cultural cultural um, organizations I've seen a few things that's going on in Jersey and even overseas where it's like um, we have 
where it wasn't the conventional center. When I walked in, it looked like an art gallery. And it was just, you know, wooden floors, all white walls, um, with paintings and pictures on the wall. And then you enter another room and it's like, it's like a classroom with paintings sprawled all over the place. But it seemed like this was where a person might hold the seminar um, or a tutoring session. And then you walk into a next room and it's a small venue with a bar, with a little small stage. And this is where we performed at. It wasn't a humongous stage. It wasn't like something that separates the arts from the people. It was. It, it brought me closer to what the culture is all about. It's about the fine arts. It's about mingling with, with the community. It's about teaching. It's about reaching folks. So something like Bucks and USA Entertainment is something that, that can definitely be a... Um, See, like, I wish there was more people like you out there, because, like, I'm just wondering, um, you've done a lot of things, a lot of things in your lifetime, and you're very humble still. Just wondering, like, what makes you very humble? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you, man. I, I think, um... Oh, you're most welcome. Like, this is, this is, I mean, this is, this is reality for me. This is not, like, I'm not living in a dream. Um, and even still, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still having some of the same responsibilities as anybody else. And it's more that I want to accomplish. Like, I didn't get to that space where I'm just, you know, I've, I've done everything. So I have to be open-minded, willing to learn, willing to try stuff, you know. So I'm always interested in having a conversation about information. That's always that's always a good thing too, sir. Um, yeah. w- one of the things too, I was always going to ask. Besides from um, recording with your partner Tech and being on terror, do you guys keep like a day to day basis, or do you guys just see each other like once a week or something like that? Yeah, man. We I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like a recluse. Like I'm kind of like. I don't do too much hanging out, going to parties and stuff like that. I do the exact opposite of what my job requirements are. If I can stay in the house and binge watch um, TV series and stuff like that, old movies, I'll do stuff like that. Or I'll go to the park with my lady and do some reading, or, you know, have, have some, have a spliff in the tea and sit out there and enjoy nature, enjoy, the, enjoy God's canvas. Um, so I don't really hang out with anybody like that. <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll do something. Um, we don't have, uh, we older now, so we have, we have different responsibilities, so it's no more, um, just like frivolous hanging around, writing sessions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's only when we need to get to the work, you know what I mean? When we get to the work, that's when it all comes out. That's when we get, that's when we, when we lock in, we get it done. And you, but other than that, nah. You keep it. You keep it pretty simple, like me, like the spliff and the tea. I feel you on that one, sir. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Real organic, like man, too good. But you know, every once in a while, I might entertain and I might have a couple of the guys come over to my place. I play some music, like you know, um, I have the new project, so a lot of guys, you know, they don't have access to it. I'll, I'll maybe have some beers or some. Some um, some 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 bars, some booze, or something like that. And, 
you know, I, I play, the, play the tunes, and that might, that might, you know, that could go on all night. You know, or we'll have a barbecue, like before we started the tour, you know, we had a barbecue, invited a few close friends, and let the, let the joints rock out, eat some food, roast some bread, and, you um, before we, before we did our farewell to start the journey. You know, it's simple, man. Simple stuff. You know. But hey, that's some of the best times of life. Just enjoying the simple things in life. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I this is what I look back. But you know, I look back at when we first started, and I kind of regret not taking my time with stuff. You know, everything happened so fast, and you were young, and it was a lot of things that we did um, absorb well. It's just kind of like jump full steam face first in the pool and we survived nonetheless but um there were a lot of things that we could have did different as a team and, and myself as an individual oh. but I'm grateful to still be here in that, in that regard whereas other, as others have just kind of like dwindled faded away yeah because there's a lot of artists that are not getting booked and they're still not putting music out see with you you're still currently active and you're still getting booked for shows yeah yeah thank god for that but thank that's because you that. put out like you guys put out timeless music like that music's always gonna be here always yeah I, I'm grateful man cause at some parts it's like you can get frustrated with it all you know like, you might not get the response that you want or you think you need to have to move forward and it might become discouraging. Some guys get caught up in the in the in the whirlwind of, of um of trying to go with the times, like act like um there's something that they're not just because they think that that's what people like to hear. I'm glad that Tech and I have kind of stuck to the script um of who we are, not trying to uh you know carbon copy whatever's hot at the moment. Um, so a lot of our lyrics come across as just genuine and um, just, just, just like real poet, real street poetry, as opposed to us trying to promote a lifestyle of, um, you know, just like gouging and, and hoarding and, and, and coveting and stuff like that. There's so much more to life, man. Even the basic conversation itself. That's very true. That's very true. When you say, like, um, just a basic conversation itself, too, like, do you, like, um, would you ever be, like, have you ever done motivational speaking before? Um, I have spoken to a few, uh, I've spoken to a few platforms like that, but not, you know, none of recent. I've done some. Not, like, on a tour, uh, just talking. No, no, I've, I've done like a few dates, uh, um, at colleges, different colleges and different schools, but it wasn't, you know, um, collective, like as a, as a tour, but I, I've spoken about it with a few people, but as a, recently I've just more so been concentrating on, um, you know, finishing what's in front of me, which is the music. And, and getting that done, and then I can, you know, I guess move around, be more flexible. But I would definitely do something like that. I think about it all the time because that's what it feels like when I'm around my friends. They give me enough, um, <laughs> enough material to, to motivate. 
See, and that's good things too, because like, you're supposed to be around people who motivate you, so uh, salute to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, when I first started this podcast, um, I used to try to get everybody from the boot camp to uh, appear on the show, and uh, it, it kind of fucks me up still that I got a buckshot to be, like, the first person from your guys' camp to appear on the show. Um, just yeah. He's a very genuine soul. I'm just wondering, how did yeah. you meet? Um, I met I met Buckshot through his sister. His sister uh, went to night school with his sister, and um, at the time she recognized me because I was uh, I was on different variety shows doing my single rapper. My rap name was MC Steel at the time, and um, she started dancing for me shortly after. And she she, she suggested that I meet her brother because he's a much better dancer. And that from there, you know, we became good friends. And then too, like, um, when you guys like show genuine love for each other on the ground, you don't see that much nowadays. Yeah, I mean, we actually spent a lot of time together, man. So, you know, like, just like for me, like, like Buckshot, like, he's like a lot of families, even even families, uh, don't 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 speak that often. But we we spent a lot of. Uh, Time together, we've we've gained and we've lost, so we can share a lot more than just rapping on stage. So I think it's, you know it's, it's, it's great to have that genuine, you know, that that, that true and sincere love from these brothers. Do Do you think it's too early for a boot camp clip movie? Because I because you guys have a crazy story. Like you guys were around, people, <laughs> oh, you guys were around people who never want to hear. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be a that would be a dope a dope story. I never thought about that. Like I'm, I actually started writing uh, the book, and you know I got like maybe like ten fifteen pages in, and I had to stop because I'm like, wow, it's stories within the stories, you know. Each one of us within the camp has a relationship with each other separate from the whole camp, you know? And I, I grew up, I knew Sean Price before both of us was rapping. And um, going to see my, my grandma, he lived around the corner. So our relationship started way before the boot camp. And... I would spend time with Buckshot. When I met him, he was—he wasn't even rapping yet. He was still dancing, and he was doing some acrobatic stuff. So I knew him before. Who got the props? It was shortly, a couple of years, but um, mm-hmm. um, you know, things of that nature. Like rock. I met him when I was solo artist. And he lived in the projects. The old top dog is my brother. Um, Louisville thing. I know Louisville, but I ain't like Louisville because he was too quiet. So I was like, how you gonna, how you gonna be boot camp? I never, I don't never see this kid talk. I <laughs> never seen him rap. I never seen him. But, but, but he lived in Rockville and Rock was training him. So it was like, all right, you know. Working with these guys and you start seeing growth and stuff like that. Um, so it's relationship building things that go on when you're not even there. 
and um, those stories are definitely um, a big part of why we all still together. I lived with Buckshot for for a little while. We was we was um, we was fucking roommates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we was roommates when I got my first bought when I got my first uh, apartment away from my girl, and I split with her, and I needed a place. We became roommates, man. You know, and we shared that up until. We say that for quite a, quite a while, you know, it was a good experience. And then even after that, you know, Buck and I were always the two guys who would talk for hours, stand on the corner under the moon and just talk about everything, literally everything under the sun, moon, and stars, you know, never go inside. He hated to be inside the walls. But yeah, that, that would be a good, that would be an interesting movie, man. It, it might have to be like a series. Like a, a continuous, yeah, it might have to be like, yeah, it might have to be a series because it's, it's so much intertwined in there. Like, you would have to go and you would have to peer into the, the you would have to peer back the layers. It could be, you know a, what I mean? if you think about it, it could be like the next Star Wars. It could be because the new, the new guys, are definitely uh, they've learned from us and they've taken it to some next new you know they they rightly inherited the the, the, the baton where it sounds like they're on course with what, what the sound is now without being corny with it yeah you know so it's a good it's a good uh, splash it's a nice little mix you know uh, your partner uh, Tech told me to uh and then this is something that would it kind of put me on a mission. But uh, he told me to be the bridge to the generation gap, and I can't tell you how much I think about that every day. I'm just like, um, does it blow your mind that you see these kids disrespecting like the older people in the game for clout? Yeah, yeah, that's a that 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 does blow my mind. It blows my mind. I don't come from there. I don't come from that place. Like I told you earlier. You know, I was listening to all hip hop before before guys were popular with names. I was listening to that stuff. That's how I know about a lot of these artists that came out around the time we came out because they was hustling since then. And um, how could you be in a craft, any craft, any, any any profession, without knowing the history of that profession, or at least knowing the ins and outs of what you got to do on a day to day basis to, to be successful there. I don't, you know, I can't, I can't respect that. I, I, I sympathize with these guys. Maybe that's why I don't listen to a lot of the new music that comes out, and I find myself like going back and just looking up like an old San Quinn album from '96 that came out when I was like, five. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of things that are buried too. You know, it's buried behind the popular music. Now it's about a lot about numbers, like you said, clout chasing. And, and see who got the most of whatever. And the other music gets kind of buried, but there's some stuff there. That's another thing I like about going overseas, too. Because you can start seeing the fact that a lot of these guys don't care about that stuff. You know, they don't care about that clout stuff. It's, 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 it's cool to have if you're a kid, you want to have a clout. You want to have, like, you want to be on the in crowd. You want to be doing all the things that's cool to do. But then there's kids that, sit by themselves in the park and they cool amongst themselves and they cool with that. So they create a whole nother bohemian type of style and they might be outcasted and popular cast but that's also um, 
genre that's also a, a demographic that has to be catered to as well. So you can't just be stuck in one. It will serve you to be like a, a, a J. Cole can move around in the industry because of that. You know, he can do both. He's clearly successful in what he's doing, so it's just fair to say that he's making money. You know, he's living good. He's also humble enough to be in a neighborhood and with his nappy head, go to the store and buy stuff and hand out gifts and buy mama how you know, simple things that you really want to do in, in, in your heart. Yeah, because he doesn't print out no microwave music. Right, right. Like the fast food stuff, that 7-Eleven box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, how, that's that's candy. That's what's a lot of the. Th- I forget who told me about a lot of the things that are coming out is candy, and that's not. Um, I think Guilty Simpson told me that. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate yeah, because it, you know, it's not has no has no shelf life. You know, all these preservatives and stuff, and it's not it's unhealthy. Has no shelf life. It's not like going back twenty years from now and going, yo, I remember this guy, little la la la, you know, but. It, it has its place, though. It does have its place because in society, society sets the tone of the of the music. You know, yes, so this is where we at, and I think that whatever, whatever you know, whatever comes out of that, you know, hopefully it spins around and people start to mature a bit and, and have a more have a more of a, of a, of a um, I guess open dialogue about the communities and stuff. Like I seen it, the, 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 the thing I was describing to you, that was in Brussels. You know, and in Brussels, like, you had, like, right now in Brussels, they're celebrating Christmas, this whole Christmas thing. So they have, like, you know, these, uh, I don't know, vending, these open vendors where they have, they're selling their goods, wares, all kind of stuff. <coughs> New York is not doing that yet. New York is just like, it's just cold and New York looks like London right now. It's a gray, gray sky. There's <laughs> nothing, there's a lot of buildings, people just passing each other. There's no warmth whatsoever. You know, you go to some spots in Switzerland, they'll have like, it'll smell like Christmas. They'll have chestnuts really roasted in an open fire in the middle of the street and warm wine and, and, and the, the, the culture of giving and the season is all in the air. So you feel that energy. And then there's people who live there, the kids who live there, they're absorbing that stuff, but they're still able to go write rhymes. And their rhymes won't be about shooting, it won't be about stabbing, it won't be about doing drugs. It'll just be about the euphoria of life. You know, they might make better tunes. They might make tunes that cater to young people and older people, more tunes that are able, you might be able to listen to more so than some of these other things that just are like, you know, Plus, a song that changed the day. A song that very changed the day. Um, so, uh, I just got a, two more questions for you, and, I, um, and I'll let you go, because I know you're a very busy man, and I appreciate you doing this for me, sir. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out, because I, 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 I totally understand what Tech is saying when he says, you know, there's a generation gap. And this, is, this is things that, you know, I... One thing that I do remember is when I was younger, I had no access to the artists. So I was intrigued by the words. I was intrigued. Like, how do I kept saying, you're intrigued by the way. I do my thing. Do what? Pick up the mic. Ha, make swing. Like, you definitely was intrigued. Like, oh, wow, this is really happening. This is, this is, this is exploding 
wasn't like this five years ago. You know, you listen to soul music, you listening to, to, to old disco music and stuff like that, whatever Archie and Granny had. So when we came out, we bridged the generation gap between the old and the, and the, and the current generation because the current, the old generation, they, they believed that hip hop was, was, it was some crap. You know, just messing up with the records and the fame and the legacy. They didn't realize that these kids was, was on to something. You know, once they realized that it's like now you live through that, live through that, that whirlwind and you get to be able to now have access to your, to your, to your heroes. Like, that's amazing. Like, when I think about, all right, this kid that's looking at me rap, and this kid is, what, 16 years old and looks like he know the, the lyrics. I'm more amazed by that. So I want to go shake his hand, take a picture, post it on my Instagram page. That's my that's my duty to bridge the gap to go, yo, it's all right to be whatever age you are and listen to whatever kind of music you want to listen to. You don't have to be stuck into uh, an age barrier or or race barrier. Because somebody made up these these these, uh, these wacky lines, so it's like you know you deliver the message and let people know like it's cool. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to let people know, like, don't matter, like, what area from. There's a lot of dope things if you just go back and do the homework, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't want to go back and do the homework. Right, right. It's cool. It's cool. Maybe they'll take the time. Maybe they won't. But it's there. You know. It's like when I go overseas, if I have a day off, I like to go see the city. And, and there's no way in the world you can see a city in a day. No. They say do Rome in a day. Like, that would be crazy if you could. You get up in the morning, so the sun crack, and you just go around Rome and just try to see the whole city. Like, <laughs> the whole day. That, <laughs> that, that would be a story to tell right there. Like, it, it, it seemed like fun. But, um, man, it's so much. It's so much. So I think about when I come when I come to New York City, and it's a lot to see in New York City that I don't normally see. It's the same thing with music, the same thing with information and knowledge. It's knowledge is there for people to, uh, to uh, grasp and gravitate to it if they will. Or someone comes along and, and put some on to it. That's another thing I, I enjoy about doing music. It's like it's like a time capsule. You know, you put something in a time capsule and people can always go back like a, a virtual museum and go, wow, this came out in 1995. This is how Cats was rhyming. This is how they was dressing. This is how they sound. Wow, this is 2011. Ooh, this is interesting. I can see the evolution, the elevation in the, in the dialogue and the, the consideration and the, the concepts and the content. And you know you can, you can see a you can see a future by by looking at the the, di the diagram, you know. But it's fun as well. You know, it's, it's good to be able to travel on something that you like to do and meet new faces, and, and so it's, it's always like gives you that new breath, you know. Because it could be difficult, it could be extremely difficult to start to hate what you do, you know. 
But see that that's what makes you unique though, because like you you like what you do. You're not like you're not just doing it's like, Oh, I gotta go do it a show, so let me knock this show and like you I seen you engage with the crowd too, like that's what I mean. A lot of people don't do that. But it's the energy. Yeah. It's the energy that you bring though. Yeah, I I I, I feed off of them for sure. For sure. And I, I respect I respect them as humans, so and and you know that's like I said that's rare. I wish the world would not have more people like you in this world. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I got to speak the truth. You're very welcome, sir. Um, so just two more questions, and then I'll, um, okay. I'll have to go. Um, so you started one of my styles. Like it's not my style; it's actually your style. Um, I wear Tim's and hoodies a lot too. Like, like does that still <laughs> blow your mind that you started like that kind of movement? Uh, well, I think that I think that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't claim an ownership of that because that's really come from a place where uh, like New York was a was a cold place, so you know hoodies was is when you were old enough to wear hoodies. Hoodies really was like mostly criminals wore were hoodies. And as a kid, I can't even remember having a hoodie. I don't think my parents bought me a hoodie. I had like ugly knit sweaters and stuff like that. So, you know, we had a, uh, the, 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 the criminals, the older guys were really champion hoodies with the comb heads. And, you know, Tim's was already like a staple. We just took it and, and just maximized it and made it a thing. You know, Tim's and Hood, like, when you put that on, that's time to get get busy. Now you're about to go to work, whatever it is, you know? Same thing with the camouflage. Like, the camouflage, like, guys was wearing camouflage before, but we we assumed the position of soldiers, and we started to maximize on that. And um, that's how we dealt with each other in, in, in the studio. On personal level, we was really training each other and sleeping together on the floor, and I used to say bunking up, and you know a lot of these things was was, was the mentality that we was on. So we just pushed it like that more than anybody. <laughs> did 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 Park ever say he's like, yo, let me get some hoodies and Tim's real quick from y'all? <laughs> nah. I just yeah, had, I had Park and hoodies and Tim's. That's why I was wondering if you ever seen them in that in those actually. Well, you know what? I might, it might be like it might be like one or two pictures, <laughs> but he definitely definitely had a lot of tins in his closet. You know, <laughs> he wasn't a tins, he wasn't really with the tins stuff. Like, but yeah, man, you're right about that. Like that was that was a staple, but it was a, it was more so a New York thing. You know, it was it was like the five bedrooms that was some just some real sweet stuff to do. See, I, ne- I never been to New York, but I'm heavily inspired by New York. Yeah, New York has a lot of culture, man. That's another thing, like, the time caps with museums. It's museums all over this place, and, and we walk right by them. You know, and, when, and, and the only time people are going to uh, notice is probably when they're going or they lose access to them. You know, but they're, they're around, the you know? Gardens, parks, walk through them parks, walk by the river, lake or whatever, make a wish, look at some different stuff, open up your mind, and you travel, you just absorb the environment. 
I'll tell you one thing, though. The first place that when I travel next year, I already made the plans for New York City, so I'll definitely be checking out some museums down there. Yeah, New York is one big museum. <laughs> you can walk from you can walk from downtown Brooklyn to like Forty Second Street, and it will blow your mind. You know, on a beautiful day, a nice walk or a nice bike ride through the city, because there's so much, man, so much. But one thing it is, it's super busy. You know, you ride to the city. What is it? Super busy. Um, but getting there spots where if you want to be on some cool route stuff, you can go, you know, go by the, by the promenade or Brooklyn Bridge Park and go sit by the water, sit in the grass and, and, and you know, do something different. But there's a lot of beautiful spaces there, man. Well, I hope someone yeah. else takes that and I'll take that. So this is the, my last question that asks all my guests, and um, I always wanted to hear your response to this question. Um, sure. you, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Uh, words for anybody what? Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? In a thug's place? Yes. Wow. Um... That's an interesting question. I think, uh, you know, nobody struggles the same. And it'd be, it'd be, uh, presumptuous to, to, to say that, you know, you gotta do the right thing all the time. But I can't say that if you know what's right, you know, if you try to do what you do for the right reasons. And you keep your you keep your business to yourself, and you're trying to get out the game, or you're trying to live better. Like make that be your goal, you know. And 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 and, and hopefully you don't put no blood on your hands, and you can't live with yourself because then, then you start to defy your own goals, you know. I I ran with a game when I was younger, and I'm still in the game right now, but I'm not running around committing crimes and causing harm to people. If anything, the game is going to be used for more positive, more constructive tasks. And that sometimes you got to go through some hardships. So I would say always stay focused through the knowledge, don't, don't lose sight of, 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 of the breath that flows through your lungs. Your life is important and it's definitely worth living just as the next man or woman. You know, so concentrate on life, man. Do things that, uh, that, that, that take us there on that trip, on that journey. Well, with that being said, I think that's the perfect way to end the episode because, um, in my beliefs, ever since Prodigy died, it really inspired me to give people flowers while they can smell it. And I'm really glad mm-hmm. I got to tell you that how much your music means to me and how much it's going to mean to me more. Because now every time that I hear your songs, I'm just going to cherish it even more because I got to have this interaction man. with you. Oh, man. Thank you. Man. I appreciate this conversation for sure. Appreciate yeah. it. Is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go, uh, General Steele? Um, well... Mitchell Wesson, album number seven, titled The All, 
produced by Ninth Wonder and Soul Council, released in 2019, January. Um, I hope the people love it. There's some gems on there, so I'm like, um, and also in 2019, look for some more uh, general still music coming out of Bucktown USA Entertainment. And just remember, everybody, Bucktown is everywhere. Yeah. And I just stopped the recording, sir. Um, 